Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Big day. It's a really big day. A really big show. Uh, the president has announced. He just released a video. We'll play that for you coming up about his announcement as to whether or not he's going to run for president. This will shock you to your core. <laughs> Because he's only announced it, what, five or six times in the last couple of weeks. But uh, we'll get to that. Also, a couple of really big firings happened yesterday. Well, Tucker Carlson, huge. And uh, then Don Lemon. Are we sure, though, that the Tucker was a firing? Do we know for a fact? Uh, Supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't his choice. Yeah, I mean, that is... Accurate that on Friday night, uh, people have noted that when he signed off, he said, see you Monday. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Don Lemon thing, not terribly shocking because <laughs> they've been alluding to this over time. <clears throat> Should have happened a long time ago. Great uh, headline from the Babylon Bee that CNN fires Don Lemon after realizing he's passed his prime. I love it. <laughs> so so well done. Uh, so CNN said... It was a parting of the ways with uh, Lemon, who has been a fixture of the network's primetime lineup. Before, he he got the uh, controversial tenure, tenure as a morning show co-host. Uh, that was, to him, I guess that was a promotion? <laughs> um, but yeah, he went from primetime to the morning show? Nothing like waking <clears throat> up at 2 in the morning. Yeah, right? yeah, that's it's fun. It's great. <laughs> But uh, the network said, CNN and Don have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of the CNN family. Will he? (laughs) Apparently that's not true since you just fired him. Uh, And we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. We wish him well and we'll be cheering him on in his future endeavors. (laughs) Yeah, I know they will. You know that that will be the case. That they're going to be cheering him uh, in everything he does (laughs) from now on. Yeah. Yay for Don Lemon. I'll bet they'll talk about it a lot. Uh, and, of course, after the CNN announcement, Lemon took to Twitter to post this. Uh-oh. I was informed this morning by my agent that I've been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I've worked with for an incredible run. They're the most talented journalists in the business. Mm, no. <laughs> and I wish them all the best. Oh, wow. That's good. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. But so, uh, he was blindsided. He was blindsided. That is not cool, really. I mean, you should go up to the guy and tell him to his face, right? Not not just call his. Of course, I've been fired on the phone. I've been fired on my birthday. I mean, I. People don't really care how they fire you anymore. Yeah, they don't let you go back <laughs> on the air. That's for sure. Nope. <laughs> uh, Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management. But instead, released a statement on Twitter. Oh, that's from the CNN. From the yeah, from the public public relations. Huh. Uh, so that's, definitely some contention, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to be friends now. There's uh, some <clears throat> school of thought out there that his uh, 
explosive interview with Vivek uh, Ramaswamy on gun control. Oh, where he got he got his head kicked in? <laughs> yeah, by Ramaswamy. That kind of was like the last. Uh, huh, really? Yeah, but I don't know. Um, Who knows? It's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because I I think for him that was embarrassing. He 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 just got his head handed to him, and then it's really weird that uh, uh, Tucker Carlson is ousted from Fox News. That just, it's bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's some sort of connection with the uh, Dominion Dominion thing? thing? Yeah. Uh, I thought so, but sources are saying it's not related to the Dominion settlement. But, I mean, you know, what are they going to say? Yeah, it's because of the Dominion settlement. Yeah, so we fired him. I I don't know. See, my my thinking was, and again, I I guess, you know, if he was fired, he was fired. But I was wondering if... um, if maybe they had a little chat over the weekend mm-hmm. about, all right, so this is what we're going to do to change things around here, and he just wasn't going to play ball. I, 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 we haven't heard from him yet, so we'll see uh, mm-hmm. what Tucker says about this. But uh, Fox News, man, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, this fired is your top-rated show. Yes. I mean, how are you going to pay? bread and butter. That's how you pay back, uh, pay Dominion, is by all the advertising dollars you get from Tucker. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Well, good they, luck. They've apparently already paid out the settlement, the seven hundred eighty-seven point five million. Uh, they paid that out to him, and uh, they say that that uh, Rupert Murdoch didn't take that into consideration. That the Dominion thing was behind him, and they weren't worried about that. And Murdoch instead uh, said it was related to the discrimination lawsuit filed by Abby Grossberg, the former producer oh, of Tucker Carlson. This. Didn't hear this at all. Uh were you here the day we talked about the Abby Grossberg thing? You might have been gone I don't remember that, that time. Yeah, because, jeez. Oh, I mean, it was such a ridiculous lawsuit that she filed. She claimed... Oh, the stuff around the office. Yeah. I've seen that. I didn't know her name. Yeah, she, this is stupid. She claimed that, that uh, it was sexual discrimination and harassment... Because a bunch of pictures of Nancy Pelosi were posted all over the yes, office. In a swimsuit. In a swimsuit. <laughs> I read this. And it was not flattering <laughs> either. Oh. No, no, it wasn't flattering. Uh, they did it to mock her. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Oh, no. How did you survive that, Abby? <laughs> that is okay. Well, shut up. She made a series of allegations about crude, sexist, and misogynistic behavior at the network. Uh, she says a male producer, in addition, now this is in addition to the Nancy Pelosi pictures all over the, okay. the office. Uh, a produce, a male producer watched a video of Marjorie Taylor Greene doing CrossFit exercises and then called her a eunuch. Oh, no. Wait, called... Called Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene a, a, a eunuch. Weird... How, how bizarre is that? That is very bizarre. And so... I mean, come on. Okay. She also claimed that a male co-worker called the mother's breastfeeding room uh, a waste <laughs> and said instead that they should have a room where men can tan their giblets in a tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more valuable at Fox. And uh, so, so those were the kinds of things that she was enduring Keith, and nobody can be expected to endure those things. No, no, no. Nobody. Do you think that, because the timing is suspect in that Tucker Carlson releases the January 6th tapes, right? Mm -hmm. And 
And Tucker Carlson says something to the effect of Ray Epps, you know, time claim doesn't doesn't match up with when he says mm-hmm. texted his nephew and right. He says I was gone by then or whatever. Uh-huh. And Tucker Carlson, right? Didn't he say, yeah, that's not accurate, right? I wonder if there's another threat of a lawsuit coming. Maybe. And it's Fox maybe. News going, okay, we can't afford another one of these. Right. So let's just nip know. it in the bud before it happens, maybe. Which, by the way, know. not to drift too far here into Ray Epsville, but um, his adopted daughter mm-hmm. um, was a guest in a Twitter Spaces last night. And, oh, did she have some things to say about Mr. Ray Epps. Oh, did she? I uh, called him a pedophile. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, this young wow. woman says she will not allow her daughters anywhere near him. And this um, is his... Adopt, this is a girl ad- that he legally adopted. adopted that Ray Epps legally adopted. Oh, wow. She says that she has cut off all contact. Um, wow. uh, she was made to pose nude at 14. What? By him? By, and I, that's what she didn't say specifically directly by him, but you just mm. kind of read between the lines that... I don't know. It's weird stuff with Ray Epps going to Mexico with the family and camping on a beach. I don't know. It was all over the place. But bottom line is she wanted it to be uh, made clear that the man is a very bad dude. Mm. Ray Epps. No shock there just based on what we've seen. She didn't allege, though, that he works for the FBI or anything? I didn't stay up to all that. I had a Braves game that uh, that was taking too much attention from me. So I I had the Braves in one ear, and I had the Ray Hepps adopted daughter in the (laughs) other. That's how I roll, man. Also, there's a uh, there's an Atlantic article about Tucker leaving Hmm. and what they believe will happen next. Uh, I find this part interesting. Uh, They they say in the Atlantic article when prior boogeymen for the left. People such as Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck have been pushed out of Fox. The network has always found a new figure to replace them. I am so tired mm-hmm. of, you know, and it's 11 years, 12 years later, they're still claiming Glenn was fired or pushed out. He was not pushed out, forced out, fired in any way. Glenn left of his own volition at Fox. He wanted to, and he felt compelled to, do his own thing called The Blaze. And it's pretty evident why he felt compelled to do it. Look at what's going on right now. And that was important to him, that we have a place where we didn't have to rely on networks like Fox and their sponsors and advertisers. If it had been Fox's choice, Glenn would still be on the air at Fox News to this day because he was performing for them. He was their biggest star at the time, and uh, they did not push him out, force him out, or fire him. Man, I get sick of hearing that and seeing that. Especially a decade later, they're still saying it. But that's Fox's fault, by the way. Uh, So, you know what? Everything that Fox says about Tucker Carlson, take with a grain of salt. Right. Because they're liars. They're just liars. (laughs) I love it. It, that's 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 part of me thinks that there was some conversation over yeah. the weekend, and, and there could have been. And and who knows, Tucker? Uh, because whenever I reference Fox, I always say, well, except for Tucker. I mean, he's the only one that's really you know doing right. anything. You know what I mean? Yes. And now they don't have that. They don't. They, uh, and and a lot of people are making the comparison that uh, okay, well now you're going to go the way of Bud Light. You know, you do this right. to Tucker, and yeah. and and that base 
audience mm -hmm. is going to... It's definitely going to hurt them. Turn it, it's no question. Definitely going to hurt them. So I hope Tucker is... I, it, in my wildest dreams, I'm thinking it went something like this. They call him and they have a discussion or whatever, and Tucker just gets to the point where he's like, you know what? I've had this thing, just like Glenn. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just... Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've got I'll my just go own thing. i go do my own works. thing. Yeah, and, and yeah. now's the time. And maybe that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm very eager to hear from him. Uh, who's going to get its time slot? Any thoughts on that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts on that, because I, I think that's going to be really interesting. Now, when they when they got rid of uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, it was Tucker Carlson who replaced him, mm -hmm. and I was completely wrong about Tucker at the time. I didn't I didn't think that was the right fit, mm. but he was. Yeah, he absolutely was. Yeah, uh, and he he did a great job, and uh, so. From Bill O'Reilly to Tucker Carlson, who's next? Will Kane? Lawrence Jones? Uh, Jesse Waters, probably. I was just going to say, maybe Jesse Waters. Yeah. They just gave him a primetime show, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. They could, uh, so it wouldn't be that hard to just slide him into Tucker's place. You know what? It's going to be whichever name you read that is willing to play ball with management. Yeah. yeah. That's who it's going to be. But I'm like you. I thought Tucker would be successful, but had no thought that he would no be way. this successful where he's making news with his monologues. Yeah. And that he would he would at least match if not exceed Bill O'Reilly's mm -hmm. numbers. Pretty amazing. Not a chance to predict I mean, that. I mean I did yeah. not think that would happen. Yeah, me either. Uh Pete Hegseth is pretty good. Mm. Uh, I like him. But he's I don't know if he's well known enough to slip in there. Uh or do you go with somebody who's not even at the network right now? Mm. I don't know. If you got some thoughts on that, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I think he should come to the blaze. By the way, Tucker Carlson. Tucker, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I, I think we're great. We're gonna learn why they haven't been fixing our door. They've been saving money around here, <laughs> scrimping and saving, so they can, you know. If they've been saving the up money. the door money, yeah. uh, they'll be able to afford him. Yeah, they will. So let's get Tucker <laughs> in here. Because man, that's what uh, I don't know. Fifteen years worth of savings right there. Right there. Save. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson, if you happen to be uh, listening, Dallas is a great place to live. Sure is. And, uh, we'll yeah, and you don't even have to. You can live wherever you want. That's true. Really. That's true. And but, do your show from there. But but I will, and I, I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I will personally stop complaining about the door is if, if in the next week we mm -hmm. announce here at The Blaze that Tucker Carlson is coming. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, so this is a good place for Fox refugees. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, we had Lori Dew here for a while. Remember that? All right. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, AOC of course was giddy about the Tucker Carlson news. Ugh, yeah, she's the worst. Gross. Uh, and here she is. It went a little something. It's cut one. Yep. Uh, there she is. The very first one. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, well, what will is, you say, though? Uh huh. While I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the mm. some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent oh threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across oh, the country. Oh, shut, shut up! Your um, I also kind of feel baby. like. I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled, uh -huh. and then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge 
out to grip, grip over like the end of a building yeah. or something. Yeah, or something. Mm. But but deplatforming works, and it is important. Mm. And um, there you go. There you Good go. Things can happen. Does that qualify as a uh, liberal speaking from her car? Oh, absolutely. Good job, man. Mm-hmm. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know why that particular uh-huh. phrase kind of hit right, me, right, but right. Uh, but I think that was a liberal speaking from her car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how do you like that? We live in a in a time where a sitting United States representative mm-hmm. can just gleefully, mm-hmm. without any just. She's like, hey, a guy I don't like has lost his job. Yeah. Yay. Screw you. I know. I just, uh, she is so gross. She's really, really hideous. And it's really like a hideous. Marvel movie and stuff. <laughs> and like a villain's hand's going to come out and grab a building uh, and uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, and like, yeah. you know, like, like I, oh. I don't have anything to say but like. Really, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like this. Like, I can't really speak like an adult, you know? Um, like, like whatever, you know, and like, or whatever, like, like just like. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, She's brutal. The worst. Yeah. On Friday night, Carlson uh, Tucker spoke out at the Heritage Foundation. And here's what he had to say there. Do you look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quislings, you see them revealed as cowards, you see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing, you know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war, raise your hand. Oh, nobody, right. You all know what I'm talking about. You didn't give much hand. And you're so disappointed in people. (laughs) You know, you are, and you realize that the herd instinct is maybe the strongest instinct. I mean, it may be stronger than the hunger and sex instincts, actually. The instinct, which again is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this, to produce uniformity. And you see people going along with this and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people, I'm just sad, I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really? You're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Uh, He had more to say. He described what we're, you know, watching unfold in this country right now. And it's bigger than left and right. Uh, Here's what he had to say. It it might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, (laughs) to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes, right? So like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're gonna argue about tax rates and I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers and they write their papers and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. 
I grew up in the shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame, but I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that and victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, you, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. <laughs> There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans. It was everybody. So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. When people or crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake. Hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. Yep. Yep. Uh, smart guy. Just really intelligent. And he's absolutely right. And, you know, the battleground isn't, uh, it's not political. The battleground in a lot of cases is taking place in our schools or our libraries. These are places where our children should be safe from the evils of the world. And they used to be. We didn't used to have to. It was, you know, 10 years ago even. Five years ago, we didn't have to fight this battle in school where, hey, uh, please don't try to sexualize our our four and five and six-year-olds. Would that be okay? How about if you don't invite them to uh, sexualized events or subject them to books and theories about sex when they're in first grade? How, how would that be? I mean, we got a student from a high school in Virginia who called out the local school board for what he's expected to read in class. I mean, this is this is incredible. Uh, check this out. I'm here today to talk about this book. Three weeks ago, my class and I were given this book to read by our English teacher. Now, I'm going to read you a few pieces from this book. But before I do, I'm going to let you know that this book was read aloud by our teacher hmm. 
in a classroom full of my peers. On page 13, it says, quote, Margot's best friend started a rumor that the real reason he had blood in his urine was due to chronic masturbation. Jeez. On page 14, it says, quote, Bro, I saw your mom kiss you on the cheek this morning, and forgive me, but I swear to God I was like, man, I wish I was Q, and also, I wish my cheeks had penises. Oh, man. Jeez. On page 37, it says, quote, My lovely boyfriend of low these many months is my best friend. On page 41, it says, quote, I found myself feeling slightly bad for Jason. It wasn't his fault he had a micro penis. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think we get the idea. Uh, the book is completely inappropriate for school. Why would you read that aloud in a classroom full of kids? Because you're a groomer. That's, I mean, that's the answer. It's really the only reason. Yep. Jeez. Uh, and then we have this father in North Carolina addressing his local school board. It just doesn't end. It's going on all over the place. Tonight I'm filled with righteous indignation. I want to define something for you tonight. The definition for pervert. It means to lead someone away from what is considered right, natural, or acceptable. This book has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County Public School System. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion that we have allowed in the school system. So he bends me over the bed and mm. on my the blowjob tip. Okay. Mm. Wow. Doesn't it make you cringe as I read that to you? Makes you crawl in your skin. the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our libraries. Who is the pervert that signs off on this bill? Nice. Who are you? What do you stand for to accept this? Can you be in your right mind and be decent as a human to allow this to be at the access and the fingertips of children? who the perverts are mm. there's one political party in this country that supports this junk it's the democrat party <laughs> right it's a party that castrates children mutilates children perverts children grooms mm -hmm. children murders children and indoctrinates children we know who the perverts are who is the pervert as i said many times before <laughs> Education system. Mm. And they're doing a good job of it. Mm -hmm. Really good yep. job of it. So that was mm. uh, a Virginia student and a North Carolina <laughs> parent. And then somebody sent me this uh, from a school in Wisconsin where, I mean, it's happening all over the country. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, that 18 year old biological male who identified as trans entered uh, the high school locker room and showered naked next to four freshman girls. The biological male exposed 
himself uh, to the shocked and horrified 14-year-old girls. The district did not contact the girls' parents, did not contact the Title IX coordinator, did not file the required uh, Title IX complaint, and did not support the girls and help them through the traumatic experience. No, I'm sure uh, they it, it just supported it the trans person. On and on and on. Yeah. Uh, did you see this Lizzo thing, too, uh, where <laughs> yeah. she filled her concert stage with yeah. drag queens? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was room and, left on the stage after she was on? Uh, it? <laughs> it's hard to believe, but mm. I guess so. Uh, it was a big, big, big stage. Big stage. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, big stage. But here's the thing. If your show is for adults, so what? Who cares? Have all the drag queens you want on stage with you. If adults are going to your show... In fact, if you let parents know before your concert what's going to happen at your concert and their kids are allowed to go anyway, well, then that's on them. But look, this is, I don't care about the use or the performance of drag queens. Never have, never will, except where children are involved. <sighs> I mean, you know, they they just keep trying to make this about hatred and bigotry and it has nothing to do with that it's about protecting our children from being sexualized leave them alone by all that is holy leave them alone but they won't they won't they're trying to corrupt an entire generation and thus our our entire civilization and when that happens there's just no hope for us So we must stand up against this. And do we even have the right to do that, to protect our children? Uh, Joe Biden's speech yesterday, pretty interesting. We'll tell you about that coming up. Unleashed. That's some tweets here. Uh, Brent Camponi tweets, I don't think you can run for vice president with Trump and host a television show on Fox. <laughs> Trump Carlson 2024. What if he runs for president? <laughs> Be interesting, wouldn't it? A lot of people are saying he should. Uh, the Barrett of Bubbles tweets, Knowing Fox, they'll replace Tucker Carlson with Dylan Mulvaney oh, and no. the Bud Light Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Boots Boots, who cares who gets his time slot? Nobody going to watch Fox News now anyway. That's going to be interesting to see the fallout from this with the ratings everywhere. St. Epps of DeCeci. Uh Come on, guys. If we band together to get an ultrasound machine for preborn, I'm sure we can scrimp up the measly chump change it'll take for the blaze to get Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, side note, I just got an update from the good, the great people at Preborn. Um, congratulations to this audience. You have now funded two Oh, that is Machines. awesome. Thank you so much. How great is that? For doing that. That Preborn. is fantastic. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got them two. Got them two. Machines. And they're going to keep this going until uh, hmm. Mother's Day. All right. Which is May so 14th. So maybe we can do three uh, in the meantime. Why not? We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the chump change it would take, I, I'm sure we could probably get it done for $15 million a year. So I mean, we've got couches out here in the middle that people hang out, sit mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. We should probably, during the next commercial break, go and dig around in the cushions. See if there's enough change there. Just, uh, we'll, we'll get back yeah. to you, Tucker. Yeah. yeah, 15, 16 million out of the couch cushion. Probably. I mean, Glenn was sitting on it the other day. <laughs> Probably fell out of his back pocket. Uh, DMX DM. <laughs> uh, sorry, AOC. Tucker doesn't want to date you. <laughs> uh, from Jess Squiss. 
I thought the deep state was a conspiracy, but watch the truth unfold. Last week, AOC called for censoring of Tucker. Is it too crazy to wonder if deep state is involved? He was brave enough to air the truth of January 6th, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. From Pathead Andrew, uh, just tweeted, Pete Hegseth's wife, Jennifer Roche, is a bigwig with Fox. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Tucker Carlson was going to do a story on the lies and BS from the 60 Minutes with Ray Epps. Oh, oh what? She told him, no, you can't do that. And Tucker walked out. Interesting. Boy, I don't know how accurate that is, but <laughs> either, it's but very plausible. That's interesting. A uh, buddy of mine who was in, <clears throat> who I was in the Army with and other stuff works security at Fox, and he texted me what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Nothing much surprises me with Fox after having experienced yeah. that on yeah. the innards there um you know the things that they were upset with glenn about were would really sh- it, it would shock you i think it, it would really surprise it's you about time for that book glenn yeah it, i'd love to see that because <laughs> it would be interesting yeah uh, all right so we were talking about the uh you know the wonderful thing going on with our kids and the drag shows and uh you know, the changes in your body, and we're just trying to protect children from mutilating themselves. And it is so weird how overnight politicians and celebrities came out in support of all of this stuff. The trans stuff, transvestites, getting access to children through story hours and drag shows for kids. How did this happen? And how did it happen so quickly? And then we we have to defend ourselves when when we defend children. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweet from Kevin Bacon: Drag bands, drag bands are bad karma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Kevin, thank you. Right now, drag performers and the LGBTQIA plus community need our help. Oh, do they? They seem to be running the show here. What do you mean they need your help? Shop the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon campaign supporting the ACLU Drag Defense Fund or make a gift, and then it tells you where to make the gift. Oh, good. No, well, I'll be sure you. to uh, do a donation there. So here's a ridiculous video he and his wife made oh. in support of drag shows for children. Okay. That's really awkward and gross, both of them. Mm. What are okay. we Stop. Please stop. Okay, so then, there you go. They got a shirt they want us to see. Can we see what the shirt says? Because it's got an important message on it. Does it? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, drag is an art, and drag is a right. Drag isn't. Drag is an art, uh, and drag is a right. Wait, this is such a weird... I feel like I've just been dropped so in this timeline. I know, I know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense, man. It really doesn't. Jeez. So there you go. Kevin Bacon, now the latest Hollywood celebrity to That's great. make sure we know that they support drag shows. Again, you made the point earlier, Pat. Mm-hmm. Nobody at no time on our side has said adults should not be doing drag shows. Right. Never. We, it wasn't even on our Never. radar. We didn't care. Did it's not adults care. doing what adults want to do. Yep. Now you're dragging kids there and you're gyrating in their faces and teaching them this sexualized lifestyle? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Screw you. Leave the kids alone, man. I mean, all those years. Uh, again, where RuPaul did her th- his thing and and nobody cared. Nobody, nobody talked cared. about it. I didn't even know it dude was, had a show. Yeah, no idea. 
I mean, I ancillarily knew about it. I, I knew it was out there somewhere in the ether. I never watched it, but I knew it existed. Did we ever complain about that show? Before it started involving children, no. Nobody ever talked about it. Nobody cared. And so now they're, they're the only way to defend this is to pretend as though we want all drag queens uh, put in prison or something. <laughs> it's the ultimate ban gaslighting. It. Yeah. My gosh, just, we're under attack. What are you talking about? No, you're not. You're not under attack. What's under attack is the sexualization of children. And what's under attack are our children. Actually, we're just trying to defend them. Quite literally. See Nashville School. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which somehow turned into nothing, uh, by the way. We don't even talk about it. Why? Because it was a trans person who who performed that incredible act. And, and they turned out to be the victims. That's how it's presented. And uh, we still, still don't have the manifesto. But you know that's got to be bad. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine Well, yeah, what's in that manifesto. And they're trying to tell us that, look, it's just so bad, mm-hmm. the FBI. It, we, mm-hmm. we can't. We can't release this. It's just a blueprint for total destruction. And you had a, um, uh, I think it was a city council woman, somebody up in Nashville said that, I think when it's all said and done, the FBI is not going to release any of it. Shocking, right? That the and FBI, if they do, it'll be redacted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely redacted. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Twitter throughout COVID, if you weren't spouting the government-approved narrative, uh, you were censored on Twitter. Someone who saw the light and continues to see the light is Hollywood actor. I mean, whoever saw this coming? Tim Robbins? He posted this on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Recently, independent journalists Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, and Barry Weiss have been exposing a massive censorship operation by the U.S. government to control content on social media and eliminate any dissenting voices. Have you read their reporting, or are you listening to the embarrassed, compromised hacks from the media that are covering their tracks? I love it. I can't believe this is from Tim Robbins. Oh, he's great. He is so great now. I love him. Uh... Could be the most important story related to our personal freedoms in the U.S., and it's being buried. Mainstream media have not only ignored the story, but now attacked the journalists, effectively serving as a thuggish censorship arm of the government. So true. Meanwhile, in Congress, Stacey Plaskett, Hakeem Jeffries, and Jerry Nadler threatened journalist Matt Taibbi with jail time. What an embarrassing, shameful time for the Democrats and the free press. You're losing any shred of credibility you had, you effing fools. <laughs> oh, and by the way, free Assange. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, man. Way to add that in, Tim. <laughs> yeah, he's a... That's interesting. He's a good guy. He really is. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's an American on mm-hmm. the other side of the political aisle that you can have a real conversation with. There's mm-hmm. so few left. So thank you, Tim Robbins, man. So few. Uh, I mean, you can't, how could you, you could name them on, on the fingers of one hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, also president of the United States, Joe Robinette Biden spoke yesterday and, uh, and maybe we'll, should we save this for the beginning of next hour?
Mm. Ah, what the heck? Let's do it now. Okay, all right, because I'm excited. This has been a long time coming. Yes. And Americans have been like... And I'm sure the anticipation is yeah. killing everybody Make right now. Make it official, please, yeah. Joe. Oh, Joe, I know you've kind of alluded to it about a hundred times, but is it official yet? Did it take them this long to edit? Is that why? Uh, possibly. Okay. Here it is. So the bad. big announcement on video. Okay. Oh, look, January 6th, Pat. Look, see? Mm, bad man. stuff. Mm-hmm. Bad. Well, it's the day democracy almost, almost died. Oh, hey, the president's talking, Pat. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. Those are There's good. nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. Oh, it shouldn't geez. be. We don't have a democracy. Protect our rights to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally. Well, except for the right. A fair shot at making it. Fair except shot. for conservatives. Oh, generally. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are Maggie lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Oh, cutting Social right Security oh, that you paid for no. your entire life while cutting taxes for the very so wealthy. Pause it for a second. Nobody's talking about cutting Social Security. No one. <laughs> no one. No one on the Republican side is talking about cutting Social Security or Medicare and Medicaid. It's just not a thing. I mean, you can... All it is is every five years, can we just look at every federal program? Aha! You want to cut Social Security? No, we just want to... they haven't even decided to do that. You wouldn't even... Somebody had an idea. Hey, how about we review every five years? Yeah, and you know who that guy was? It was Joe Biden Yeah, 30 years 30 ago. 30 years ago. Now he won't even sit down to have a conversation with a party, the Republicans, who said, yeah, we want to increase the debt limit. No, We want to raise the ceiling. Too busy lying Yeah. Uh, about the Republican Party. Oh, All right, let's see the rest of this. This is agonizing. Yes, it is. Banning books and telling people <laughs> Banning they can books. Love. All ah! are making it difficult for you to be able to vote. Golly. Nobody's banning books. <laughs> oh, look, he when I ran people. for president four years ago, yeah. I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. Is that what you said? And we still are. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether That's in the years sure. ahead, mm-hmm. we have more freedom or less freedom. Mm-hmm. More rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do he too. Wants, yeah, you want it to be fewer. This is not right. a time to be complacent. Mm-hmm. The worst, man. The worst. That's, That's why I'm running for re-election. Is that why? Oh, look, there's Because I know America. <laughs> he knows America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country You're certainly not. in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. Mm. That we're a nation mm-hmm. where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. MAGA Republicans, uh, the, they're, they're a safe harbor for hate. When they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. Incredible. And this is our moment. <laughs> you got the job. See him run? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. I can't stand Look this. how energetic I am at 80 years old. Oh, there was his sister. Uh huh. Uh-huh. How, come he, dog? how come there's not shots of him smelling girls' hair? So if you're with me, so if I'm not. Joe Biden. We're not. Oh, Joe Biden.
Let's finish this job. I know we can. Because this is Stop the United States wow. of America. Creep. Nothing, simply nothing we can do if we do it together. The worst. Look, let's finish the job, Pat. Yeah. Well, he will, too. He will. He'll finish the job of destroying this nation. Mm-hmm. Where was Hunter in that? Yeah, I don't know. Where was the illegitimate uh, grandchild? They, they should have had some of the yeah. shots of him snorting coke off the stomach of a hooker. Yeah, yeah. That would have been appropriate. There sure are a lot of mm. shots of Joe Biden walking in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the joke is that they didn't even have to slow the film down. He's just walking <laughs> in slow motion. Now, someone should take that three-minute clip. Mm-hmm. And do exactly something because I was sitting here thinking the same thing. You're like, yeah. hey, where's he sniffing kids? Somebody could totally kids, snorting coke. Just off replace the, the images, mm-hmm. like you know, voting rights, and then just show bank uh, statement from a Chinese company right. with a million dollars on it. But you could show the opposite of what he's trying to get across. It's like you know, we're going to make sure the integrity of vote, and then just show like show the little graph in Michigan where where the votes for Biden jump up. Show a Dominion machine or a Dropbox and all this stuff. Somebody could take a oh, three minutes there and just change yeah. the images. Yep. Have fun with that. Send it to me. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, plus, you know, speaking of our children, he had this to say about America's children. Thank you for the members of Congress here today, including two outstanding educating congresswomen, Jonah. Wait. And by the way, Jonah Hayes is, Jonah, where are you? There you are, Jonah, right in front of me. Stand up, Jonah. Stand up. Jonah, Jonah. happens to be... A teacher happens to be the 2016 National Teacher of the Year. Uh, yeah. Stand up, Jonah. That's not even her name. Uh, what's what's her name? It's like Jonah jo- or something. Uh, it's not, not Jonah. He is something else. Stand up, Chuck. That was uh, actually not the children's. Yeah, yeah. There's so uh, many embarrassing moments that you yeah. just kind of randomly pick it up. Yeah. So, but but he was actually trying to. Um, uh, recognize a so this is this is what it says biden appears to confuse congresswoman for man in teacher of the year so oh johanna hayes okay is the johanna. congresswoman yeah he's looking right at her tells her to stand up oh and she does but, right is yeah. that this is that the person who stands up yeah and so but but, but she's not the teacher of the year correct Correct. Oh, so, oh my gosh. So, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Yeah. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, oh. God, love you. What, what am, am I, I talking about? about? Yeah, you can't stand up. You're crippled. Oh, okay. I'm so confused right. on this Jonah, Jonah <laughs> story. I don't. Is there even a Jonah? Is there a teacher named Jonah? <laughs> no <laughs> now, idea. Now, now I'm, I'm reading this story. I'm like. Is there even a Jonah in attendance? I don't know. I can't stand Incredible. this guy. But yeah, let's do the kids clip real quick, guys. Yeah, Cut 10, if you can't fight it. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone no, else's there, child. No, there is. Yeah, there is. Our nation's children are all our children. No. <laughs> uh, no. No. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> bro, bro. Not true at all. Sorry, my children are not yours. Stay away. Stay away. I've seen you wow. with children, old man. Oof. That's that what I mean, that, that's what they think, right? I mean, that remember is the, what they think. Yeah. Who was it on MSNBC 10 years ago, right? We had the mm-hmm. clip. We'll try to find it where they're like uh, it's it's just like that. That's their mindset that that your kids are their property. Yeah. Period. Yep. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. 
President Biden's approval rating ranks right up there with jock Unleashed. Pat Gray is here mm. on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. Got some tweets here. Uh, Jar Jar Drinks tweets. My favorite part of Biden speaking is when he pauses to crap his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be paying attention, but you can you can notice the extra long pause. <laughs> uh, from Carl Smith, I wonder how many takes it took to get three minutes of semi-coherence from Joe in his presidential announcement. He still slurred his speech. And yes, yes, was yes. incomprehensible in some parts. Even then, uh, from Frankie, whatever was left of Bacon's career is gone. These woke morons just don't understand who the majority is and who spends the money. Uh, from Donald Allen, this country can't afford four more years of Joe Robinette Biden. That's for sure. He and his uh, children thing. It's This children belong to everybody? Is it, Was that what he said? Here, Here's what he said again yesterday. Check this out. Incredible. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as uh, someone else's child. No such Our thing nation's children are all our children. No. No. <laughs> Sorry. Very reminiscent of that NBC camp, MSNBC campaign uh, about 10 years ago. Do you remember that? Where each of them were, I don't know, filmed talking outside somewhere, mm-hmm. and it was a promo for each of their shows. And uh, here's what, uh, what was her name? Melissa Harris Melissa Perry. Her- Melissa Harris Perry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> here's what she said about our children. Good stuff. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility Uh, and not uh just the households, then we start making better investments. Do we? Do we? Okay. Yeah, we've never really had that collective thought because um, we're not communists. Okay? So, yeah. uh, you know, and I like that about us. I really do. And your children, my children are not yours and yours are not mine. Even though Hillary Clinton thought so. It takes a village. If you remember that correctly. Sure, we even wrote a book about it. But, of course... I disagree. I think it takes the village people to raise a child. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, then you have the policeman, you have the Native American, you got the construction worker. Got a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. So it's really diverse and inclusive. Yeah. So. You say the Indian chief guy? Yeah. He's got him already mm-hmm. in there? Mm-hmm. Well, Native American, yeah. Sure. Indian guy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who else? Oh, the motorcycle? The motorcycle. motorcycle guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many How many members were in the uh, village people? I think there were five, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. Who, who are we missing here? Oh, the cowboy. The cow. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Isn't it, though? 
whoever thought that it was fun to, to stay at the YMCA? <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. What a weird, stupid song. Uh, I mean, you know, I danced to it like everybody else at the time. But uh, you? Did you wear bell bottoms too? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you had to. Yeah. It was mandatory. Mandatory. <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. Good why, times. Why can't we go back to the, the 70s? The if era, only we could return. Era of bell bottoms and uh, moderate, so, moderate inflation. You know, <laughs> a, a much simpler time. I will say that. Yeah. You know, it really was a simpler time. And, and we thought it was so difficult then, you know, because Jimmy Carter was in office. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the situation that we face now. My gosh. Uh, Jimmy Carter was like George Washington compared to this guy. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Help us. help us. Heaven, please, please, please help us. Oh, by the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. trade finally went through. Sure did. So that's kind of cool. Boy, the Jets in ended the up giving sports. up that 13th overall pick. They sure did, but they got the 15th for So they just moved back two spots. Yeah. They got the 15th from Green Bay. Uh, so they only moved up. Green Bay moved up two spots. Big deal. But I think they also got a second round pick and a sixth and maybe a first round. It's, it's yeah, a provisional it. pick or something next year. Depends on how much uh, Aaron Rodgers plays this coming season. Uh, and it might be a first round pick next year. Yeah. And he's going to wear number eight now. Oh, I think, right? Is twelve retired for the Jets? Is. is that what happened? It is. It's uh, yeah. It, it, Joe Namath. Joe Namath. But and Joe Namath said that he could wear it. And oh, he did. Yeah, I think I think I read that. Oh. And then Rogers is like, nah, nah. I'll just be number eight. Well, good for him. Yep. Yeah, good for him. So he's doing exactly what Brett Favre did when he left Green Bay. He went to the Jets. This is a, I think, probably a better football team though than uh, Favre had behind him. So we'll see. But what does that mean for my boy, Zach Wilson? means he's going to sit for a whole year, at least, and maybe two. Because if Rodgers stays healthy, mm, that can't be good for his career. Although he's going to learn. He'll probably learn some things from him. We'll see. Oh, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Teacher when it comes to grooming young quarterbacks, right? (laughs) Yeah, he loves that. (laughs) He loves it. Just ask uh, Jordan Love. It was behind him uh, on the Packers. That's your QB1, by the way, in Green Bay. I just, I don't. <laughs> I mean, the Packers, you might as well just fold up the shop. Just stop. This this division, the NFC North, mm-hmm. is the Detroit Lions to lose. Yeah, probably. Right? Probably. I mean, I mean the Vikings, Vikings might still yeah, be Vikings pretty good, Yeah, Vikings or Lions, too. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we don't even know if Dalvin Cook's going to be back with the Vikings. So, yeah, this is your chance, Detroit. This yeah. is your chance. Go get them. Also, uh, TCU is trying to keep BYU Cougar fans out of their stadium. What's that all about? Uh, they're scared that yeah. Cougar fans are going to take over their stupid stadium. So they've done this keep it purple thing, and you can't <laughs> buy just a uh, single game ticket to the BYU-TCU game in Fort Worth this year. I get you hooked Douche up. Bags. I, I, I Will you? Yeah, i got a neighbor yeah. who uh, goes to all the TCU games. Oh, okay. Let me talk to him about this. Yeah, please do. Because, oh. yeah, I'm not buying a mini package right. to TCU games so that I can just go to the BYU game. Yeah. And that's their... That's their whole theory, is that, well, they'll never buy a package, so we're going to keep them out of here. 
Because <laughs> uh, we took over their stupid stadium when we were in the same conference together, and they know that it would happen again. Uh, in fact, to probably a greater degree. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah There's some we were history the, there. Yeah. We're in the WAC and the Mountain West. Uh, TCU. I mean, I mean, they were in the national title game, which I know. Not last year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so They were good. Believe it or not, y'all, you were this. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if the prices for season tickets for TCU are all jacked up now. I wonder, oh, what, I wonder what the cheapest you could get, you know, and then maybe yeah. you could sell the rest, you know? Oh, but okay, uh, maybe. Let's just season tickets. Here yeah, we go. I don't know. Season ticket. Man. Let's just find out real quick here because I know this is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I no. have no idea. There, there, I mean, there's such a grid here. Like if you're a, if you're a student or if you're a faculty. Oh, I okay. Tell. I'm not a student or faculty, so yeah, I'm going to pay a premium price I for it. I think so. Uh, and let's look at a couple of uh, videos that would have been censored on Twitter a year ago. Uh, we've got journalist Pete Sweden, who sat down with a member of parliament in the UK, uh, who exposed what was happening behind the scenes with the British government during the height of the COVID pandemic. Uh-huh. So now some things are coming out, and uh, uh, check check this out. So Boris and all of the people in government, they, they knew all of, they had all of this data, well, it's, they, they knew it's, everything. It's worse than that, because being, having been an MP for so long, and yeah. being so much in the media, I knew all the cameramen who, who worked for the BBC, ITV, yeah. in London. <clears throat> and I met them last summer uh, at a pub in, in central London, and they said, mm. see, that during the lockdowns, they were going into number 10 all the time to fill the, film the, uh, the broadcasts yeah. with the podiums. Yeah? Yeah. How many people have died today and socially distancing and all the new rules every day, every day. And uh, they said that they were put under special rules. So they had to be vaccinated. They had to have a negative test. They've got to wear a mask. And I was sitting with these cameramen from Sky, BBC, ITV. To get to the Prime Minister's the residence. And they said that they'd set all this up. They'd been in there. And he said it was pure theatre. If they'd swung the camera around 180 <laughs> degrees, standing right behind the camera were lots of special advisors talking to each other, no masks, no social distancing. <laughs> Probably said, no vaccine. And, they knew, and, yet they, and yet they were under these draconian rules, only one person allowed in the building and you've got to do it all, carry all the equipment yeah. in. And he said it was, it was lunacy. And so we were mm. being lied to. The people were being lied to. <gasps> Shocking, right? The, the, yes. Any government... That would lie to the people. No, I can't imagine it. Because remember, what really huh. brought Boris Johnson down, I think, and if anyone's in Britain wants to reach out and correct the record here, it was when they held a party. Oh, right. Right? And yeah. Like during the lockdowns. Yes. And then that just was a scandal that wouldn't go away. <laughs> just amazing. I know. That would bring down his, uh, uh, his time in office. In- incredible. Plus, the Vigilant Fox just posted this brief history. Now, this would not have happened before Elon Musk. Yeah. This would have all been, you know, shut down, and your account would probably be terminated. Yeah, and, and, and these clips go along with what Tim Robbins was saying. You know, are you going to buy the narrative? Right. You know, and are you going to actually pay attention to these journalists who are trying to tell you that governments basically control Twitter? And here's a brief history uh, on Ivermectin. Ooh, I like history lessons. Uh huh. <clears throat> Ivermectin was discovered in Tokyo by two scientists, Satoshi Omura and William C. Campbell. Dr. Omura was a golfer, and on one of his golf trips, he picked up a sample of soil around here. 
like any scientist would. On the east coast of the Izu Peninsula. And in the sample of soil was this bacteria. When they took it to the lab, they found it was able to kill roundworms in mice. So they isolated the bacteria's active compounds, slightly changed its structure, and called this new compound ivermectin. I love it. This new drug was a big deal, and both Drs. Omura and Dr. Campbell won a Nobel Prize for discovering it. What was so special huh. about ivermectin? What well, was? scientists are still puzzled by how exactly it works, but it seems to penetrate the nervous system of parasites. Okay. It disables their neurons, and that would basically make the parasite dysfunction until it dies. So in 1988, this drug was used widely in Africa to treat river blindness. This is a very unpleasant disease caused by a worm. Back in those days, the World Health Organization had reported that because of River blindness, some 270,000 people had lost their eyesight. Oh my but gosh. thanks to ivermectin, this disease is now on the brink of elimination. Awesome. In fact, ivermectin uh. was so great at killing off parasites, it was recognized as being second to penicillin uh. in terms of having the greatest impact on human health. And over the past 30 years, some 3.7 billion doses of ivermectin were taken by humans. Uh. <laughs> Awesome. Remember it's that? It's horse paste! Horse paste, yeah. Why are you pushing horse paste on the Americans? Remember, when, when COVID happened, uh, ivermectin was part of the regimen for refugees coming to this country. Like, you got to dose them up with that, kill whatever uh -huh. they yeah. might be bringing. Yeah, yeah. And that was the way. And you, we, we've played it. Um, there's a clip of a scientist who said that they were ready for the next pandemic, uh, and they knew ivermectin was going to play a role... This was the plan. And that's when COVID happened and mm -hmm. Fauci and company, for whatever reason, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, what's the stock price doing today? Uh, they were like, no, that's crazy. That's horse paste. Yeah. You no, don't, you don't be doing that. You don't want ivermectin to be thought of as something that could combat COVID-19 yeah. because it doesn't cost anything. You can't make money. And they're not making any money yeah. from it. Yeah. You got to sit they're, back and wait for the, the, the vaccine, guys. Right. The vaccine and the other pill that Pfizer came up with, Paxlovid. the uh, Paxlovid. Yep. 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 You got to wait for those. Sorry. Wait for that because those are the expensive ones that the drug companies and thus we are making all kinds of money from. We're making billions of dollars. We've got a patent. We share a patent with them. Evil. We don't Evil. share a patent on ivermectin. Right. Right. It would pat. It would be bad enough if the vaccine was safe and effective. Mm -hmm. And we were saying, man, mm -hmm. we, we shouldn't have had to wait so long for that thing. We could have been using ivermectin if they weren't trying to just worry yep. about their bottom line. Yep. But then you think about all of the things that this uh, health issues and deaths that this vaccine has caused, mm -hmm. allegedly. And then look at I, this. When do the tribunals begin? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm I'm dead serious. I, I want these happen, people to however. face justice, and they're not going to. There's nothing will ever come of this, which is uh, really really tragic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to sell your home can be a really big challenge, and that's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and help take charge of the situation and let you know whether you should repaint your house, the inside, the outside. What needs to be done? Will you get your money out of it if you do make certain repairs? Or 
you know, replace carpeting or whatever. Realtors who have experience, who are with buyers all the time, who do this for a living and are really committed to the job, that's what you're going to find from Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's Glenn's company, and uh, his people really vet these agents to make sure they're the best in the business. They are really going to help you sell your home, or if you're buying a home, get the most uh, home for your money. Both of those are really important because this is such a huge investment in your life. So whether you're buying or selling, you need a realtor that you can trust and you can count on to be there with you the whole time. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Be sure to check us out anytime you like. Uh, YouTube.com slash Pat Gray. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, got lots of shorts there. In fact... Uh, we, you know, because we're doing a lot of these reaction videos now, um, we could really use some more. If you, if you have any videos that you've seen or you, you want us to react to, mm-hmm. send it our way to Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, our Facebook page, which is, um, yeah, facebook.com slash Pat Unleashed uh-huh. or Instagram.com slash Pat Unleashed. Yeah, if you send a direct message there, uh, Riley will make sure to get your video. Okay. And then we will... Mm -hmm. uh, Because there's a lot of stuff that we do uh, once the show's over. Mm -hmm. You obviously have the two-hour show. You have about 20 minutes uh, extra bonus content every day on the overtime if you subscribe to Blaze TV. And we do these reaction videos, and so we're just asking for you to send us some stuff. I mean, we There's give a, and we give I know. and we give. There's a lot of stuff out there you know. that you may be unaware of. Right. That's right. So get to it and watch them. <laughs> Share them. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I already covered that one. Already. Oh, okay. My bad. All right. right. So, okay. I was trying to emphasize it just so in, nobody yeah. would miss it. And stuff. But we've already done that? Yeah. Oh, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Give me one moment here. Hang on. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, we didn't mention this development in the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney uh, fun story. Uh, the controversial marketing exec behind Bud Light's partnership with Dylan Mulvaney has taken a leave of absence. Oh, shoot. Huh. Oh, who's going to make more crappy out of touch ads? I don't know. I don't know. And while she's on leave, I wonder if maybe she doesn't ever come back. <laughs> no, no, no. Huh, no she's imagine. brainstorming somewhere. Right. She's that's just right. out. She's taking a sabbatical. She can come up with lots of ideas. AdAge reports that Alyssa Heinerscheid, marketing VP for the brand uh, since 2022, so like not even a year yet, June 2022, took a leave of absence. Uh, and will be replaced by Todd Allen, who is most recently global marketing VP for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. So that's that's terrific. Yeah. Uh, in an interview on the Make Yourself at Home podcast, <laughs> Heiner Scheid revealed that the brand was in decline and they needed to attack uh, attract young drinkers uh, because there wouldn't be any Bud Light if they didn't, and there was too much of a... Uh, what frat sort of feel she from saw the future a little frat boy thing so i guess bud light hates frat boys uh-huh. if you're in a fraternity i'm sure that's interesting to you because uh who <laughs> drinks more bud light than frat boys there you go Jeez. Yeah. anyway uh so that 
that continues. Um, and it's going to be interesting in the future to see how many of these companies continue to make these mistakes. Or are they going to learn from Bud Light's mistakes? Are they going to learn from these woke companies who just keep stepping in it over and over and over again? Then we have this uh, statue. A, an actual statue. It's uh, it's in Denmark. Mm-hmm. It's outside what used to be called the Women's Museum. Oh, no. What it is now oh. called the Gender Museum. Oh, no. Come on. Look at that. It's a, it's a dude. It's a guy with a beard uh-huh. and a little man bun, apparently. Is that a man, <laughs> man bun? I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. And breastfeeding mm-hmm. a child. Yep. And, and he, he's got a man unit. He's got some junk yeah, down there, yeah, too. Yeah, he's got a man unit. Oh, that's that's beautiful. So it's he's both man and woman, and he's got breasts that it can actually uh, give milk to a baby who is breastfeeding at, uh, at his breast. That's great. This is that's so weird. What a it bizarre is world. just the weirdest thing. Yes. I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand it. I want it to stop. Uh-huh. Can we get Excuse back? Me, it's ma'am. Yeah. It is ma'am. Uh-huh. Can we get back to reality? Oh, that... is, is that possible? Can we ever get back to reality? I'm afraid that ship has sailed. Yeah, can, I mean, the left, who loves all this stuff and worships this stuff. Literally. You remember when they used to call us science deniers? Well, and they still try to do that. <laughs> yes, When yes. global warming comes up. Ah, oh, you're science deniers! Are we? <laughs> really? Okay. Who's denying science? Who's denying, I don't know, actual physical evidence? Yeah. Who's denying that a baby is a human being in the womb? Who's denying that men and women are men and women? And that men can give birth and uh, uh, women can, can uh, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> Except for play sports uh, Except, without the right. interference of dudes. But think about right. this. You're, you're absolutely right on the whole who who are the science deniers? So they, it's the left. Right, absolutely it's the left. They go mm. after this climate change bullcrap mm-hmm. and they're like well the science is settled and if you argue with us then you're a traitor. Right, I mean, the, mm-hmm. the science is settled that the the mankind is uh, warming the Earth's temperature, and then so many people were like, okay, and it's catastrophic. Fine. So yeah, you have to also yes. agree with that premise, right? That it hasn't just gone up; it's gone up so much that it's catastrophic right now. Right now, yes. And so that that <sighs> ground, in large part, was seeded, and uh, uh-huh. we allowed children to be taught that. And then comes right. COVID comes along. And my gosh, if you challenge the narrative on that, then you're a science denier. The science is settled. You know, it didn't, it, it's naturally made. And by the way, the science was not even close no, to being settled. No. Yeah. And the vaccine is so perfect. It's a beautiful, perfect, safe and, vac- effective. Safe and effective. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, hold on. We got away with climate change. We got away with the, the COVID and the vaccine. Let's try this one on for side. Let's let's do this. Let's say that dudes can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that one. Let's see. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can get away with that they one. They can now. have periods. To the they can get pregnant. Let's put tampons in the men's room to make this point. And Crazy. now, now, now we've got a statue of a dude breastfeeding a baby. In front of a museum that gets a name change overnight. I mean, this is just... From the Women's Museum to the Gender Museum. Yes. Insanity. Insanity.
How long can we last with this kind of stuff? We just got to call BS on uh, it. About noon today, I think. Okay. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. What a world. That's all you can say. About halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through the show every day. <laughs> That's the only way to sum things up. Uh, what a world. And just when you think that things can't possibly get more insane, uh, we get this story from a news station in Southern California explaining what could be happening with electric bills soon. This is fun. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Your income could eventually decide how much you pay for electricity in parts of California. And the story has some Edison customers charged up this morning. Eyewitness News reporter Mark Kodorobos joins us live in studio with details. Mark. Can you guess? Make more. Pay more. There you go. So that's the, that's the story here. If approved, this would mean different things for different people. Low-income households would actually pay less for their electricity. High-income households would likely see that increase. Wow. Welcome, comrade, to the Soviet Union of California. Well, it really, it's spreading all across the United States, too. So so you make more, you pay more. That's fair, right? <laughs> that is the epitome of fairness. What's well, the Karl Marx thing? Uh, to each from his... How does that go again? Each according to their need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez, man. I, I mean, how, <laughs> how does this happen in the United States of America? Can they not see mm-hmm. that we're just heading down a road that doesn't work? It has never worked, and people just keep trying it. From why? From each according to his ability, right? To each according to, to his, his need. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's exactly what that is. That's exactly what it is. It is communism. I mean, that that's that's almost a uh, uh, graduated income tax, right? Yeah. It's just saying, hey, look, you make more, then you're gonna hey, pay, you pay a more percentage, and right. I mean, this is gross. And of course, it all started. I'm reading the story here when the California legislature passed a bill last year that required the California State Public Utilities Commission to change the way how electricity bills are structured for residential customers. Um, so under the proposal, so now, so now you've got electric companies coming in and, and see, they're going to try to look good. See, oh yeah. Look, look at us. Oh, they're claiming that yeah. everybody's going to pay less under this plan. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Of course, that's not going to happen. Well, they're saying, look, we're helping out the lower income people. Yeah. And then you get this, yeah. um, mm-hmm. fixed rate charges, fixed charges and, uh, and then electricity usage. And so now they can. That's oh my gosh, this is so the all insane. the electric companies in California got together and colluded on yeah, this. Right, right, right. And then I thought that was illegal. So they can look like they're riding to the rescue for poor people. Uh huh. And meanwhile, uh-huh. oh yeah, but we're not going to lose money as an electric company. We're going to charge more to people that can afford. Then that can afford more. Screw you. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is. It's the same thing that they do with income tax. Well, they can afford it. Uh, they're not even going to miss that that money. Uh, no, I think that's inaccurate, actually. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, the people quoted, the citizens in this, in this article. I think it makes a lot of sense. 
you know, I think higher income households tend to use more, more energy anyway, because you have, you know, more luxuries. Then let them pay a higher bill because they used more electricity. Don't yeah. charge them a higher rate. I th- mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same. That's the same thing with income tax. Yes. It's yes. the same thing. Well, the rich should pay more. Well, they do pay more. If you're both paying 10%, 10% of a million dollars is a lot more than 10% of $100,000. So listen to this. Sweet Lord, help us. For PG&E customers, this is from uh, KSBY.com, by the way. For PG&E customers, the fixed <clears throat> charge. So this is what you do. They would change the fixed charge. Mm-hmm. And then you would pay for what you use. Okay. But the fixed charge could be as low as $15 for low-income families. No greater than 30 Moderate income customers would pay about $51. And the highest fixed charge for customers in the top 25% of earners would be about $92. And that's just for starters. That's just, yeah, oh yeah, oh you know it'll change. It'll absolutely change. So who's giving the electric company access to your income level? The the state of California, I guess, is going to pass this. Mm. I mean, this is so dangerous. This how, this country does not survive. Jeez, I mean, California is just gone. California today, the rest of the country tomorrow. Well, how many how many how many states copied California's new standards on uh, right. uh, on the automobiles? Yep, like eighteen or something at last count. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. A uh, bunch of states said, "Yeah, we're going to do what California did. Yeah, that's going to be our emission standard now too." Oh, they're going to do that by 2030? Okay, so are we. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, good luck with that. And you think a regulation of any kind ever lowers the cost of something for you? Never. No. It's going to be an absolute catastrophe if they do this. Well, just like your example with the cars. Yeah. Oh, look, it's California emission standards. I don't Mm -hmm. want the California... I know. Fortunately, Texas does not follow California uh, off the cliff, but many states do. New York yeah. did, Maryland. I, I don't know. There's a bunch of states, Illinois, all doing the same thing. Well, good California did this, or just like the Europe thing. Well, in Europe, they're the one in California. <laughs> yeah, look at California. They're in <sighs> desperate trouble and have been for years because the state is so poorly run by Democrats. Okay, but that's just isolated. That's California's problem, this electric bill stuff. At least there's nothing yeah, crazy going on. Yeah, don't worry on. about that. That will never happen anywhere else. Yeah. Except for <laughs> what's about to happen to mortgage uh, rates uh, on Monday. Uh, yeah, isn't that great? Nationwide. Uh, as part of the Federal Housing Finance Agency's push for affordable housing, <laughs> homebuyers with good credit <laughs> will soon have to pay higher mortgage rates and fees to subsidize people with riskier credit ratings. <laughs> I will break things momentarily. A new federal rule enforced by the Biden administration will make it so that people looking to buy a home with a credit score of 680 or higher will have to pay about $40 per month more than people with worse credit when taking out a home loan of $400,000. <laughs> Now, the reason people with bad credit have to pay more is because they're a higher risk. Mm -hmm. The people with good credit pay less because they're a lower risk. (laughs) 
But we're going to flip that upside down now. Why play by the rules anymore? We, yeah, well, you can't. You're not rewarded for it. The rules change. Um, you know, just like the rules on gender have changed, the rules on virtually everything are being changed on us. Wow. You're getting punished. Yeah. For, for doing good for things. For paying your bills on time. Yeah, exactly. For being responsible with your money. Right. Instead of rewarding, and, and you explain to your kids, hey, you got to build your credit, you know, so you get a good interest rate going forward when you take out a loan for a home or a car or whatever. This obliterates that. This is such a, this society is irreparable. The new rule, which goes into effect on May 1st, will affect mortgages from private banks across the nation. <laughs> According to the Washington Times, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, federally backed home mortgage companies, will establish the loan level price, the loan level price adjustments. Mortgage industry uh, professionals told the New York Post that the new rule was an ugly surprise for homebuyers who worked for years to build their credit. Yeah. Now you're going to get slapped in the face for having good credit. Yeah. What's the point? What's the Honestly, what is the point? Just what? Self-pride that, oh, look at me. I I have good credit. I mean, there's no, there's, you're going to take away any Mm. tangible reward Mm. for playing by the rules, by doing the right thing, by managing your money wisely. Mm -hmm. There's no incentive anymore to, other than just, oh, look, I I feel good about myself because I pay my bills on time. You know what? Let a couple of those slide and then you'll have a lower mortgage uh, payment every month. Yeah. I swear, I just, I mean, there's not. But then what will happen is, oh, I'm sorry, your credit's not good enough, uh, so right. you can't get the loan. There's a sweet spot there. What was the, what <laughs> yeah. was it? Six eighty or above? Six eighty or above. All right, six seventy nine. That's what I'm going for here. Six seventy nine. Roll the dice. That is incredible. I, I, we are out of words to describe the rapid descent of this nation. And yet, the buffoon who's uh, leading the charge, Joe Biden. Put together that three-minute video to announce he's going to run again. <laughs> because he's not done destroying this country yet. And he really thinks he can get that job done. He can finish the job in the next in the next uh, four-year term that uh, hopefully he won't get. Because he would finish it. I can't believe that slogan. That slogan's going to be so easy oh for his opponent to mock. Let's finish mm. the job. No, that's what we're here to stop. <sighs> Man. <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you about uh, Birch Gold Group. All the things that we discuss, I mean, man, if this doesn't tell you you should be investing in gold right now, I don't know what does. Inflation has consequences. The Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, which they're not going to do anything about. Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling the banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing out on bank stocks. So diversification has never been more important in your portfolio. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. That's why gold has historically been a great hedge against inflation in the stock market. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. They make it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA with precious metals. Here's all you need to do. Just text PAT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. Read that over. See if it makes sense to you. And if it's right, then make the investment. They'll help you convert your IRA or 401k that's tied into a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, gold and silver. And the best part, it's tax sheltered. So text PAT to 989998. 
898 to claim your free info kit on gold today with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Uh, this is definitely the way to go. Thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is, they're the people you can trust. So text Pat to 989898 today. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. I remember Jen Saki. <laughs> Miss, I'm going to circle back. I'm going to have to circle back on that. As bad as she was, man. Oh, my gosh. As bad as she was. <sighs> KJP hits oh. a grand slam every day. Oof. <laughs> man. We didn't know how good we had it with Jen Saki. I know. We just didn't know. I know. But she has an awesome new show now on MSNBC. And uh, yesterday we played a clip of John Kerry from her Earth Day show. <laughs> I do believe we have another one. Oh, good. I love I so, love John yeah. Kerry Earth Day. Clips. Right? Yeah. So here's more from uh, John Kerry and Jen Psaki. In a recent NBC yeah. poll from August, voters rank climate change as the fifth most important issue. Can you make the case for it being number one? It's getting hotter. There are going to be more intensive weather events, and it will cost us an awful lot more money. So as that happens, no. as people see their farms, you know, the crops ripped away <laughs> or their homes destroyed, uh-huh. you watch the pressure grow. And I believe we're in a transformational moment. Okay, I think it. this will be one of, if not the, but it'll be one of the top three issues in the 24 presidential election. No question in my mind. Well, you're pretty stupid if there's no question in your mind about that. It perennially ranks almost dead last in things that people are concerned about. I don't know what poll they were looking at that where it ranked fifth, but that's nonsense. Absolutely it is. It's never been that high. In, never been that high. In this lie that it's getting warmer. I mean, mm. tell that to the majority of the country over the weekend. Oh my How gosh. cool was it for late April in this country? Incredible. Are you yeah. kidding me? It was in the 50s in Dallas, Texas. I think our like we spent most of the day Sunday in the 40s in Dallas. But what they do is take a selected little area where it was unusually warm, like New York City. Well, in New York City, February mm-hmm. was like April this year. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, April was like well, February. Yeah. And that <laughs> happens sometimes. Right. Big deal. I mean, in Montana, when I was a kid, sometimes it didn't snow very much. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you had unusually warm winters. That just happens because that's the way our climate is. But you never had unusually cold winters. Yeah, we we, we actually did. Yeah, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. Mm -hmm. And it might be the very next year after an unusually warm, we'd have an unusually cold. And he talks about family farms ripped away. Well, yeah, by big corporations. But also, ask the farmers in Denmark who continue, God bless them, continue to push back against the WEF's plans for their country you know, that country is sending money to Ukraine while forcing these farmers to give up their property for pennies on the dollar, all in the name of stopping climate change. It's insanity. Yeah. I, it's just... Mm. This, mm. And he's talking about the money and the destruction of climate events, which, uh, do you... I mean, the money... Now, you, you have to adjust for inflation, but the money spent at the beginning of last uh of the last century that was spent on 
hurricanes and tornadoes and all the things that wreak havoc with this planet much higher than what happens now much worse much more destruction and much more loss of life uh we i mean the loss of life i think has been decreased in uh, natural disasters by something like 90 percent in this country yeah so i don't know where he's getting his bs they just they make this stuff up they just lie and cheat and steal their way to take taxpayer dollars and invest it in things that they get rich off of. Yeah, I'm just looking here uh, by, let's see. Oh, this is this chart doesn't go back far enough. Uh, I'm just looking for the major hurricane because, you know, that's one of the things they talk to. These superstorms, we're going to have so many more of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been going down, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking oh, for no question a chart it. to hold up here. But uh, and I'll I wa- have to find the numbers because yeah. uh, they're dramatic. Right. You have nothing but empty words when you say this stuff. Yeah. And and, and they're just going to continue because they just keep lying about all it. All about control, leave you in a state of fear. So, in the past, we've discussed some of the predictions that have been made, that were made back in the 1970s, and especially on that first Earth Day. (laughs) But the 70s and 80s, before the uh, switch from global cooling Mm -hmm. to global warming and all of that hysteria, meteorologist Joe Bastardi posted these predictions from the very first Earth Day in 1970. Oh, boy. We've talked about a lot of these before, um, but they're worth going over again. Okay. Because... The lies have to be met with the truth. Um, In 1970, there was this prediction. Civilization will end within 15 or 30 years. Keep in mind, this is 1970. Unless immediate action is taken against problems facing mankind. Uh Harvard biologist George Wald. (laughs) So has it been 15 or 30 years yet from 1970? Uh, gosh. Check the math. Well, Get back to us be. on that. It can't be, right? Because civilization has not ended yet. Technically, it's still around. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing they're saying now. Yeah. So they're saying the exact same thing 50 years, well, 53 years later. Number two, we're in an environmental crisis which threatens the survival of this nation <laughs> and of the world as a suitable place of human <laughs> habitation. Okay. Biologist Barry Commoner. Uh, Number three from the New York Times editorial. Man must stop pollution and conserve his resources, not merely to enhance existence, but to save the race from intolerable deterioration and possible extinction. (laughs) Jeez. Good stuff. Number four. Population will inevitably and completely outstrip whatever small increases in food supplies we make. The death rate will increase until at least one to two hundred million people per year will be starving to death during the next ten years. Stanford University biologist Paul Ehrlich, one of the boneheadest people uh, on this planet. Man, did he make some stupid predictions. Here's another one from him. Most of the people who are going to die in the greatest cataclysm in the history of man have already been born. So this was backed by 1975. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some experts feel that food shortages will have ex- escalated the present level of world hunger and starvation into famines of unbelievable proportions. 
Other experts, more optimistic, think the ultimate food population collision will not occur until the decade of the 1980s. <laughs> Man, when the 1980s come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be holy something else. cow. You talk about the food slash population collision. That's going to be I'm looking ugly. forward to the 80s. Uh, number six, it's already too late to avoid mass starvation. Oh. Dennis Hayes, chief organizer for Earth Day. Okay. <laughs> it's already too late in 1970. Huh. Weird. Uh, number seven, demographers agree almost unanimously on the following grim timetable. Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. This is, uh, it, this might make you too depressed to even continue today. <laughs> By 1975, widespread famine will begin in India. These will spread by 1990 <clears throat> to include all of India, Pakistan, China, and the Near East, Africa. By the year 2000, or conceivably sooner, South and Central America will exist under famine conditions. By the year 2000, 30 years from now, the entire world, with the exception of Western Europe, North America, and Australia, will be in famine. <laughs> North Texas State University professor Peter Gunter. Okay. I think it's just North Texas University now. Uh, number eight. In a decade, urban dwellers will have to wear gas masks <laughs> to survive air pollution. By 1985, air pollution will have reduced the amount of sunlight reaching the Earth by one half. Ooh, thank you for that. Life magazine. Thank you, Life. That's <laughs> why they're so important to magazine today. Number nine, at the present rate of nitrogen buildup, it's only a matter of time before light will be filtered out of the atmosphere and none of our land will be usable. <laughs> Thank you, ecologist Kenneth Watt, okay. for that warning. Right. Man, did that come true. <laughs> Air pollution, number 10, is certainly going to take hundreds of thousands of lives in the next few years alone. Another Paul Early <laughs> there he prediction. Is. All right. He's dead on it, isn't he? Mm hmm. Number 11, by the year 2000, if present trends continue, we will be using up crude oil at such a rate that there won't be any more crude oil. You'll drive up to the pump and say, fill her up, buddy. Yeah, like there'd be a buddy there to fill it up for <laughs> you. Jersey. And he'll say, I'm very sorry, there isn't any. Oh, no. It's dun, dun, dun! <laughs> hey, Kenneth Watt again. <laughs> He's good. He, these guys are good. Uh, number 12, theory assumes... One theory assumes that the Earth's cloud cover will continue to thicken as more dust, fumes, and water vapor are belched into the atmosphere Belch. by industrial smokestacks and jet planes. Okay. Screened from the sun's heat, the planet will cool, the water vapor will fall and freeze, Wait. and a new ice age will be born. Wait, that's not... That's new Newsweek magazine. But that's ice age. That's <clears throat> yeah. Not global... yeah, that's not global warming, is warming, it? Yeah. Well, that's why they changed it, Keith, to climate change. I see. Uh, and number 13 from uh, Joe Bastardi, a little reminder here. The world has been... This isn't him saying this. This is Kenneth no, Watt right, saying this. Right, right. Kenneth Watt, again, another mm -hmm. brilliant prediction okay. from him. The world has been chilling sharply for about 20 years. <laughs> if present trends continue, the world will be about four degrees colder for the global mean temperature in 1990, but 11 degrees colder oh. in the year 2000. Snow days. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh -huh. This is about twice what it would take to put us into an ice age. Congratulations, Kenneth Watt. Man, Boy, were you 
Were you on target The there? science, wait, it was settled, right? Yeah, science and, and is And then was it unsettled and then settled again the yes. other way? Or how's that work? Well, it just never got unsettled. It's always been settled. But they're talking about it again. But it's the exact opposite it's of what it, they yeah. initially said. Don't worry about it. Don't try to figure it out. Just listen to them, will you please? <laughs> just listen. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.